Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined uh, by Eric Nalin, publisher of Inside Texas, Jerry Hamilton of Inside Texas, and on three. Uh, special update here from all of us because the SEC just released its schedule for the 2024 season, not in its entirety. Uh, there are still no firm dates on this, uh, but Eric, I'm going to go ahead and pitch it to you. Matt, our producer, is going to put the schedule and who Texas got up on the screen. Uh, the Longhorns host, not only Georgia, which was leaked earlier today and Jerry Hamilton reported earlier, uh, but also Florida. Chris Del Conte is not going to have problems selling season tickets in 2024. Yeah, or beers. Um, you know, so uh, there's going to be some fun fan bases that come to town. You know, I knew I, I knew they were going to get Tennessee or Florida. It looks like uh, OU got Tennessee and Texas got Florida at home. You know, it's funny. Florida's been down uh, similar to Texas. They've been up a little bit more. But, you know, since Urban Meyer, they've had their issues. Uh, but they're going to come in with tons of talent. Obviously, Texas is trying to recruit the Sunshine State. I'm sure Jerry's going to have some thoughts on that. Uh, you know, you've got Georgia. Georgia might be coming in as a, as a three-peat champion. You know, they've got a chance to win it this year. It's probably, you know, my bet would be them or Ohio State. So they might be coming in uh, three-time champion. Of course, you know, they'll want to be at this game as opposed to the Sugar Bowl uh, in 2018 where the excuse was they didn't want to be there when they got manhandled uh, by Todd Orlando's defense. And then you got two, uh, two programs, uh, Kentucky and the SEC East and, and Mississippi State in, in the West that, you know, they're, they're middle of the pack um, record-wise, but they're, they're true SEC programs. You know, UK's won uh, 10 games twice under Mark Stoops after, after a full rebuild at a basketball school. That tells you he's doing a good job. And then Mississippi State always has those athletes that, that you're, you're going to find in that region. You know, defensive line, they've, and they, they've got skilled players that, that maybe not uh, high-drafted guys, but they're athletic. You know, they're not going to take a backseat to pretty much anybody. Uh, so they match up. So it's going to be – that's you know, there's no gimmies on that home schedule at all. This is an entirely different animal than what we're used to seeing with the Big 12. Uh, Texas goes to Vanderbilt. That's kind of the one uh, in Nashville. We'll have a party for that one, guys. Um, but I wanted to say this. The three – Historic rivals, te Texas playing OU, A&M, and Arkansas. All three of those are on the road. Obviously, they're the home team for the Oklahoma game, but that's in Dallas. But they go to College Station, mm -hmm. go to Fayetteville. Jerry, what were your initial thoughts of that as well as the schedule as a whole? I, I think it's a great schedule for Texas fans. I mean, give me a break, right? You get to go to A&M. You get to go to Arkansas if you can get tickets and get out of there alive get in alive but then you got georgia and florida at home i mean that that's a this is a great schedule because look all down inside texas people were clamoring was what if lsu game at lsu's added the schedule after the georgia and the talk about florida came out you know this is a favorable schedule for texas if you ask me i mean in year one of the of the sec if you get georgia and florida at home i don't care how good georgia is just remember what the home crowd was like for Texas Bama last year. There was 10,000 students at line at 6 a.m. for that game. Okay. I've never seen anything like it walking around. Texas created a real home field advantage for the Bama game. And to have Georgia and Florida at home, I know Florida's been down, but look, Florida's got high caliber athletes, man. I mean, so to have both those games at home, I, I think this is a very, very favorable schedule in year one. I mean, we can go through some of the other teams, but I, you know, I think Texas has a, has a shot here with this schedule. I really like where they're headed. I mean, look, Mississippi state will probably be breaking in a new quarterback, right? That year. Um, we'll see what happens at Georgia. We'll see what happens at Florida. Oklahoma may have a first year quarterback that year in that game. I mean, so when you look around at some of those schedules, uh, Arkansas will have a first-year starting quarterback. This is a favorable schedule for Texas after you get past the name brands. 
question for you though, Jerry, and Eric mentioned this in his first comment, anything to do with recruiting here, given that Florida's coming, Georgia's coming, uh, or is this just more of what you're going to see in the sec and continue to see Steve Sarkeesian, not just go West where he's from originally in California, but also go down into the deep South. I, look, I think the first thing from a recruiting perspective is the built-in advantage for A&M is gone now. The SEC schedule's been released, and the Texas Longhorns are on the SEC schedule. So that was an advantage A&M had over Texas and Oklahoma recruiting in Texas for a few years. That's gone. I mean, let's be real. Um, so that is the first thing. But, yeah, anytime you're playing Georgia and you're playing Florida – that's a good thing for, for this Texas staff. Look, if you just look at this Texas staff, Sarkeesian built the staff to recruit in the SEC region. Terry Joseph, Bo Davis, Brandon Harris, all ties in Louisiana, right? And there were a couple others on that staff. Uh, Jeff Banks, Sarkeesian himself, Bo Davis, they've all recruited these Southeast regions. It's a short choice, Florida and Georgia. This staff was built to recruit in this region, and now you have a schedule to promote and the brand to promote, I, I think it's really favorable. But I think the biggest thing is AM lost their built-in advantage in recruiting. Speaking of AM, I've got to say this. I, you know, the very first thing the Aggies do, uh, the minute it's announced, is promote it on uh social media, which is great. But then, you know, they have to put in there that the game's gonna be at AM, as if the Longhorns gave away uh something or they gained yeah. something from Texas I look when they put that up I I literally couldn't you know they did a whole video about it actually yeah. for the record I mean Eric what are you what are you even supposed to say to that I mean is that part of why this rivalry is I mean because I think it's comical well they, I mean they're doing they're doing great you know last week they promoted a maroon out this year for the Mississippi State game when of course uh, Mississippi State <laughs> is maroon uh, so this is a step up for them. But, you know, I think the SEC, like I called it this morning, was, uh, you know, they broke up a perfect game that Texas was throwing by, you know, a broken bat squibber in the bottom of the ninth. So they're excited. The SEC threw them a bone, and uh, they're happy to have it, you know. Well, I think they may have thrown them more than a bone in that schedule. They don't get oh, yeah. Alabama yeah. or Georgia in 2024. Uh, I think the only team um, in the West, uh, SEC West, that doesn't have one of those two teams on the schedule. Yeah. It looks like uh, AM got their voting rights back from the SEC. <laughs> but hey, my, I, look, I'm waiting for Justin Tucker's retweet and comment on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that I mean, that's the one you want of him posting himself kicking the winning field goal against AM, right? Yeah. We may we may need to get J James Brown to have something to say about it. Bryant Westbrook would be probably a good one to to have on to talk about that as well. Oh, yeah. There's been a Yeah, when he he uh who's the running back Leland McElroy that he, he lit up. Oh man, that was a great one. <laughs> Well, here, here's another thing. So just so everyone's clear, while that list that we put up there, Matt, can you put that list back up uh, for us, our, our producer, Matt Hutchison? Um, one thing I want to be clear about, there are no specific dates yet. Yeah, so right. this isn't in order or anything like that. Also, this is a pretty good uh, home schedule, pretty good away schedule. Don't forget, Texas goes to Michigan next year. Yeah, right. So they're going to have – you know, five away games, four of which are pretty stout teams. So that'll be interesting. Uh, they also have Colorado State, uh, Louisiana Monroe, and UTSA at home. So they'll have seven home games uh, next year that uh, that should be pretty well. Uh, I, I sent Chris Del Conte a note 
the Texas athletic director. I said, you should be able to sell some season tickets next year. Right. Uh, you know, <laughs> all he said was yes. In response, um, guys, what are y'all's thoughts in general uh, about the Aggie schedule? No, no Georgia, no Bama. There also is this Alabama and Georgia will play in 2024. That's the first time that's happened in a long time. So in some ways you could look at it and say, okay, A&M may have a, the, the best shot of going forward because they don't have to play number one or number two in uh, Alabama or Georgia. And if there is an SEC championship game, one of those two may actually uh, knock themselves out of it, Georgia and Bama. Well, I think Alabama's got, I mean, uh, A&M's got a lot to prove this season that's before, you know, anybody should worry about them in the following season. You know, they've got, they definitely have some good frontline talent in the key areas for sure. Uh, I think, you know, Connor Wegman's got a chance to improve quite a bit if he can stay healthy. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't think there's any reason to fear A&M, but they do have a little bit of an advantage in that 2024 schedule. But there's a, there's a lot of things that can happen between now and then. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just excited for that game to return. I never wanted to really see it go. I understood why it went away when uh, they left the conference. But uh, growing up in the town I did, it was split half between Texas and, and A&M. Uh, you know, I can't think about Thanksgiving, uh, obviously dinner with the family, but then watching the game with my boys uh, either later that night or the next day. So I'm just happy to see that game back. But they did get a favorable draw. Uh, we don't know if they can take advantage of it. You know, like Texas, they have a lot of unfinished business this year. They have to have a big rebound year uh, themselves. So, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I wanted to mention, uh, what was interesting uh, about Greg Sankey and what he did with uh, the SEC commissioner and what he did with the schedule, every old SEC team plays at least one of Texas and OU. So Texas and OU don't have common opponents, yeah. uh, except for, I think, uh, actually, Texas and OU, I think, have no common opponents other than themselves. And yeah. hey, there was a lot of talk on Inside Text today. Who was going to have the toughest schedule? And since y'all brought up some of the other team's schedules, I'm going to read one for you. Um, Florida comes to Texas. Their schedule in 24 is absolutely brutal. They have Miami at home, but at Florida State, Georgia neutral. Then LSU, Ole Miss, A&M, Texas, at Texas, at Tennessee, surrounded by at Mississippi State and Kentucky. I mean, you want to talk about a tough schedule. That's Billy Napier in year three. Mm-hmm. Good luck, man. With that yeah. <laughs> That's- better, figure out that, better figure out that quarterback position. I don't. Wow. I, you know, Derek Lagway starting as a true freshman against that is not going to be fair to Lags. <laughs> I got this. I got this to say. Um, welcome to the big boy conference. Yeah. Because that, that, that is absolutely the case. Uh, no, I, I, we should, we would be remiss if we did not say this. A&M does have Notre Dame non-conference next year in the very first game of the year. All right. Uh, so they don't, they don't go outside of college station in the month of September next year. Right. Uh, they've got Notre Dame, McNeese state. There goes the one double a again, Bowling Green and New Mexico state. Yeah. So they're taking, other than the Notre Dame game, they're taking the proverbial uh, SEC way and proving it true. I'll tell, I'll tell you another one. I'm just looking down the schedules. LSU has got a schedule in 24. They're USC neutral in Vegas, which is essentially at USC. Then they have UCLA. But then they have a great home schedule. Alabama, Oklahoma, Ole Miss, all at, at, at LSU. But then their road games at Arkansas, at A&M, at Florida – and at South Carolina, LSU is – Brian Kelly's got a 
very difficult schedule in year one of the expanded SEC himself, especially when like, you consider this, this USC crazy. and UCLA. It's like a whole season of playoffs. It it's, is. It's, and then you have the expanded playoffs. And that, that that's by design, right? Yeah. Hey, hey, Eric, give me, give me your thoughts on this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Would you rather play Florida, Georgia, Mississippi State, and Kentucky at home or Kansas, BYU, Kansas State, and Texas Tech? What I mean, the, the atmosphere, I mean, Austin's been known as a football town forever. Yeah. Even though it gets some, the wine and cheese crowd moniker sometimes, I'm here to tell you, those other teams bring a party just like Texas does sometimes that can match it, like Alabama did a year ago. Yeah. Well, like Jerry mentioned with that home field advantage is coming on strong. And then, you know, lost in that was that game was at 11 o'clock. That wasn't even a night game. And it was it was pretty much bonkers. So, you know, um, Texas is going to match the intensity of the the rivals, that the, their new rivals and their old rivals. It's going to be, you know, Texas is going to be an SEC school. I remember my, my good friend that moved to uh, Louisiana from uh, from Texas, graduated from UT. You know, he would tell me all the time that, you know, Texas football doesn't compare to what it's like in, in uh, at LSU. And, you know, he, he he said that it was he was heartbroken. He was married to an LSU gal. Uh, and, you know, I've seen that firsthand over the years, uh, but I think that's going to change with the, with this move. I mean, it's, it's by necessity, it's going to change. Jerry, your, your thoughts on that. Um, you've been to many games. I have two in the, in the sec. And my, my feeling is, is that they tend to show up whether they're playing Kentucky, Mississippi state, it doesn't have to be Texas coming to town. No, right. No, no doubt. Um, whereas Texas, they may or may not get up for a game against Oklahoma state. Yes. Right. That that's that's typically the difference. But when you elevate their opponents like Texas is by going in the SEC, that puts Texas on more equal footing, in my opinion. Plus, it brings more fans to Austin. I mean, let's face it. Uh, Oklahoma State doesn't exactly travel well uh, to anywhere, much less to Austin. Yeah, and I think that's a great point. Think about all we oftentimes we talk about all the Texas fans that get to make these away trips. Georgia fans get to come to Austin when they're on top of the college football world. I mean, that's a pretty good trip for Georgia fans. Florida gets to play at Texas, and Dad Gummit, Steve Spurrier better be there, Bobby. I mean, you know how I feel about Spurrier, so he better be there. Um, but just so it goes both ways. These teams look. Florida's been to Tennessee. Florida fans have been to Tennessee for how many years? They get to come to Austin. You know, they made trips to College Station. Now yeah. they get to come to Austin. They might have wanted to party in Austin when they went to the game at AM, but now they actually get to party in Austin and go to the game in Austin. So I, I think that's the, the, the big thing, too. And I just look forward to the promotion. Look, I was talking to a college basketball coach 
uh, before the show. And they think it's going to carry over into their sport, too, because the Big 12 is such a great basketball league, right? But they think this whole carryover is going to grow SEC basketball just from the promotion of all of it, the fanfare that's going to be coming to these football stadiums. Um, they think it's going to carry over to other sports, and I totally agree with that. Eric, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this and uh, thinking to myself, it's like a day of Texas fans opening a present. That's been yeah. long awaited. Mm -hmm. uh, it really is. I mean, that's one of the reasons why we're doing this special video uh, tonight, because this is a big deal uh, for Texas. It's a new frontier uh, of sorts. Uh, joining old foes like A&M and Arkansas. I think that's great. OU is coming along, too. So that's perfect. Um, it's, it's a new era about to take shape in 2024. Uh, Texas, of course, has to get through this season. But as a football fan and as a Texas football fan, I don't think anybody can be any happier than to see the Florida Gators come to Austin, the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, look, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, now, but Texas doesn't want to get its head kicked in either, you know, on the way right. on the way to the wedding uh, chapel. So I, I feel like, uh, in my opinion, uh, this is something that's just special for our Texas fans. Eric, you're, you're in Jerry's closing thoughts on this, and then I have, one further question for both you and Jerry. Yeah, I just love the mix of old and new. You know, uh, the SEC is getting these uh, rivalries back in order, uh, Arkansas, OU, A&M, and then the, the mix of new, like we are talking about with Florida and Georgia. Um, you know, there's going to be a little bit there for everybody. That there's, you know, think about the, all the stories that come up whenever Texas plays Arkansas from the old-timers. Uh, the same with the A&M games. You're going to have that. These are people that have spent all, you know, all these memories they've created with their family, their grandparents, people that are no longer here. And then you've got the new ones coming in where we're going to create new memories. So um, I'm, I'm, I couldn't be more excited. I, you know, I, I usually stay pretty even keeled on these things, but this is a, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty damn excited about this. Jerry, your final thoughts. Yeah. My thoughts are it's been all day on inside text discussion about the schedule, how tough it's going to be. Um, I said, it's the opposite of signing day. It's like the coaches hate today that, you know, all the sec coaches hated today um, and they love their classes on signing. Day. But I'll say this, when you're looking at this schedule right here, I don't think Texas could have got a better schedule in year one. You have four home games and three road games, first of all, and you have the neutral against Oklahoma. That is a good setup for Texas in year one. If you would added at LSU into that mix instead of Vanderbilt, then you're looking at that schedule and, you're, and you get a headache, right? This is a favorable schedule for Texas. It really is in year one, um, especially when you kind of look at what they're going to probably lose off this team. And, and some of the youth at some positions. But for Texas fans, I, I think it's a great day. And I, I honestly think this is a schedule to come in and compete year one. All right. To, to get to next year, Texas is going to have to recruit between now and then. So I've got to ask you guys this. It, it broke this afternoon that Reiner Swanson, uh, the tight end out of Laguna Beach, was announcing tomorrow. Uh, he We've had him on this show. Uh, he left Austin all of all, uh, – uh, a glitter about uh, the Longhorns. Uh, but I think some things have happened and he's going to announce tomorrow. Uh, Jerry, you and Eric both said, always beware of BYU. Uh, he went on his visit to BYU. He's come home now. And a day later, he's going to announce his college decision. Yeah. Do you, I've seen you guys both shake your head. I think you, you guys both agree that the, the call tomorrow for Reiner Swanson is most, most likely BYU. Yeah. He's going to end up playing in the big 12. After all, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, but I look, it was interesting. Oregon, uh, on the Oregon side this weekend, thought it was them or BYU. 
they thought they were in a good position, but they said mom favors BYU. Well, Bobby, we talked about on one of these live streams. I can't remember which one. With the Texas kids that talk about going on a mission that have signed with Texas, they didn't go on a mission after year one. And that one stuck with me when Reiner said he was going to go on the mission after year one. That was different than other kids Texas has recruited. Um, I think mom, uh, not that she's the only reason, I think mom is going to be very happy tomorrow. Yep. Uh, Eric, your thoughts? Yeah, that's my, you know, I could never get a read on the parents and that's why I never got to, uh, you know, I got excited about his response to his his, uh, feelings about Texas. Uh, Clearly likes the school. Couldn't get a read on the mom. And that's not to say he doesn't want to go to BYU and he'd prefer to go to Texas. I'm not saying that at all. I just know that the school won him over enough to get a commitment, but maybe, you know, you can always finish second and and you can still like the school or maybe even they finish third. Um, That was a tough one to handicap because of of the parents and his, his, uh, you know, his, his preference for, uh, taking a mission trip. So uh, he's, I think he's going to be in the NFL. I wish him luck if it, if it is uh, BYU. All right. Hey, I want to say thank you to both Eric Nalene, publisher inside Texas, Jerry Hamilton, uh, analyst uh, expert for uh, inside Texas and on three. Uh, thanks for coming on and explaining this. Uh, if you want more of the sec scheduled breakdown, there is already a lot up on inside with more to come from each and every one of the uh, us uh, at the, uh, the site uh, right now. Also, the big recruiting weekend, I think 22, 23 visitors. Uh, that's set to start uh, less than 48 hours now, guys. Uh, so it's a big first big weekend of recruiting for the Longhorns. All right, for Eric Nolene and Jerry Hamilton, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been this episode, special one, of On Texas Football. On to the SEC. Hook them.